John 5, verse 24, it says, what does it say? Let's see. Let me find it real quick. John 5, 24 says, truly, truly. Now, when the Bible says truly, truly, um, this is just some theological stuff. That means with great emphasis that he was like, truly. Like, come on, man, you hear me. Like it was anytime something is repeating the Bible, it means strong emphasis as if he's really trying to get the attention, as if he's really trying to connect with the person listening. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Again, I remember verse for this week is truly, truly, I say to you. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. That, that verse has so many layers. We're going to take some time briefly to kind of break it down because I want you guys to always be mindful of what the word says. Because uh, if you're mindful of it, then you'll actually believe. Now, the first thing we're going to look at is uh, I say to you. Jesus always talks to an audience and we hear we hear see two words in the sentence that say and hear. And the thing that you have to position yourself as young believers is, are you in position to hear what he is saying? When was the last time you heard God speak? When was the last time you heard him say something? When was the last time you sensed him? Right. That has to be a muscle. That has to be a skill set. Right. Um, you guys have been young. You know, when you go in the grocery store and you wander down aisle five while your mom and them on aisle seven and you hear your mom say, Justin, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and you know your mama's voice. <laughs> you, you, you scurry and you know your mama's voice. I remember those times, you know. You know, no matter where you are, lost in a grocery store, lost in a store, all it takes is for your mama's voice and you know that voice. Like, we know our mama's voice, we know our dad's voice, we know uh, uh, auntie's voice, grandmama's voice, grandpapa's voice, your closest person's voice, but do you know God's voice? Like, it doesn't matter um, uh, what everyone else has to say, it's all about what God has to say. And if you're not in position or sensitive, or aware of him, then then how will you know what he has to say? And my question to you is, what is God saying to you? What does God say about the way you carry yourself? What has God said to you about whatever? And I tell this all the time um, that uh, why would God speak to someone who are not in his scriptures? Like like people want to rhyme a word. That's an old theological, not theological, but old churchism. Um, Rhema means like, you know, an end time word, like right now, where like God speaking to you on what to do in your life now. But why would God always give you a Rhema word or right now word if you haven't really spent time in his written word, right? Why is it important to be in God's written word often? Why is that important? Why is it important to be in God's written word? How does that help us know him? See, God has already spoken a lot of things about a lot of things. He's already spoken about manhood. He's already spoken about womanhood. He's already spoken about how children are supposed to live. He's already spoken about salvation. He's already spoken about the path to eternal life. He's already spoken, already spoken in his written word. If we do not understand what he has written, how can we understand what he is spitting? <laughs> Just a little, little rhyme there. Like, like how, do we, how can we really know his voice if we don't know his character? 
How can we really know his voice if we don't really know what he has to say? So it says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever, <clears throat> whoever hears my word and believes. Let's talk about hearing. What are some things that interferes with us hearing? Just hearing, uh, period, whether it's advice, whether it's whatever. What, what gets in the way of us actually hearing? Lack of focus. Yep. So right now. Everybody's ears are hearing, but not everybody's ears are hearing because there's no focus, right? What's another thing that, that may cause or hinder us from hearing from God, hearing good advice, and adhering to it? The person, the credibility of the person saying it. That's good. All these are good. A person's credibility. How does that interfere with hearing from your vantage point? We've been there when our moms told us one thing and then and then when somebody else come along and your mom be like, well, it, why, I said that. But it takes a second person for us to see this. Because so, sometimes like when I when I'm in a car with my niece and my niece is kind of whatever, whatever in her mind. And I say, girl, you beautiful. Girl, you're gorgeous. She's like, you have to say that. I'm like, no, I don't have to. Because you could. You know what I'm saying? I don't have. But what, but it don't mean nothing for me. Because she feels like I have to say that. And it's like, no, I, I, can, I, can, I can tell the truth. <laughs> but credibility of a person, one more. What are some of the things that kind of get in the way of us hearing? Hearing God, hearing good advice, hearing from someone, whatever, whatever, whatever. We'll stick with these two. Focus is important. Like, like right now, words are being spoken. Or in life, like, like it's dangerous when... When uh, when uh, God has spoken to you, but there's no focus, what happens? It, uh, an accident occur. Like, what if God told you, um, not don't play Quali Ed tomorrow? Is that no today? What if God said, you know, don't get on that bus today, don't go to that game? Or what if God said, uh, uh, don't play United Faith on Friday? Like, like, what if He said that? If your love for basketball supersedes what He has to say, you will suffer injury, or you could suffer losing your life. Y'all heard the story? Like I tell us all the time. Just for those who haven't heard it, when I went to Oral Roberts University, I heard clearly from God not to play flag football that day. Y'all, who's all heard this story before? All right. So then, what happened was I played anyway. And I went out there and did good in the first uh, quarter of the flag football game. Dislocated, dislocated my fingers so bad to the point they had to have surgery. And there was uh, uh, ORU basketball trials two weeks later. And the coach, when I'm at the basketball trials with a sleeve on my arm, he said, man, you're not trying out. Not knowing, I knew already that Pastor Goo already called the dean of students. And I was going to be one of those hookup walk-ons. Those people that are like, because you know who you know, you know this person or that person, and you could just be 12th man on the bench, 11th man on the bench, because you knew somebody, missed out an opportunity. I heard him, but I didn't hear him. And so when you have a focus on something else, what if God tells you to go a different direction? It's not like the bus is going to crash. It just could mean that you might break your ankle in today's game. You might, you might get hurt or whatever. See, we got to practice hearing because we don't practice hearing from God, then, then who can we ever trust? So also credibility. The reason why we don't take time to hear from God, or we don't even really know what that looks like, and I'll kind of break that down in a minute. Hearing from God is because we don't really know if he's credible. Like, oftentimes we know he's credible. Actually, he's too credible. Incredible, actually, to the point where we're like, man, I don't want to do what he wants me to do. I don't even want to hear from him because he may tell me I, I have to do opposite of what I want to do. But hearing is essential. 
What are some of the benefits of hearing from God? What are some some of the benefits of of knowing how to hear from him or hearing from him? Or taking time to hear from him? Insight. Yep. So insight, I like that word because it's in sight. Like you don't have to be on site to have insight. On site means I'm actually in the location and now I have visible sight where I'm at. Insight says, I'm, God said, I'm going to take you in the situation even when you're not in the situation. I'm going to give you insight of something that you may not visibly see at the moment. I'm going to put you on game. I'm going to give you insight that, yeah, y'all might date for this long, but y'all going to break up here. Or, or, yeah, you might, that cause you seem good, but it's going to fail here. Like, I can give you insight. So hear from me because I have the highest viewpoint. We've got this analysis. we got a bunch of gamers in here, Call of Duty individuals and, and snipers in here. We understand that we got to make sure we take time to say, if our sniper says, hey, chill off, bro, let me pop off a few of these. Let me boom, 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 boom. Six of these right quick. Don't just be rushing over there, bro. That's seven of them. That's an ambush, right? God has the highest view. God has an eternal view. An <laughs> eternal view is so, is so precious because he knows he's above everything. So therefore, he knows what's going to work out or not. So it behooves me. It, should, it is in my best interest because of insight, God, what are you saying about this? Because I know my feelings get in the way. I know my uh, frustrations are getting in the way. I know my, even my own faults are getting in the way. But God, you have insight of where I want to be on site. What are some on site places you want to have your feet on one day? And I, I know we interchange this all the time. But you say, man, one day I want my feet here. I want to be here. And this is my place of success. I just, yes, go ahead, Miles. Your own house. You want to be there. Your house. What else? What's another thing? Another place you say, man, I want to be able to smell the room, feel the room, earn from the room. What room is that? Or place. What place is that? Your own art boutique? Your own art studio? No, I'm going pick one. I know you know. I know you Now, Miles, in your own house, what do you see? Give me the floors. Give me how many rooms. Give me the front yard, the back yard. Give me the fences. Give me the, give me everything, Miles. And I'm gonna come to you too. I'm gonna come to you. Now. <laughs> okay, four beds. A lot of bathrooms because you listen. You ain't using mines. <laughs> you gotta go to that bathroom downstairs, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want to go or field outside? I feel you. Big living room. Big TV. Yep. You no know, matter the couch so big, man. You, you look like a midget. I feel you. Gotcha. That's good. I feel you, bro. You might not want to walk upstairs. Bed downstairs. I feel you. <clears throat> I understand. Wow. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's really it. What about your art studio? I'm gonna come to you, uh, Jeremiah, in a minute. What, what, are you, what are you in your art studio right now? What you smell? I know you got some plugins in now. Um, the cinnamon apples. No. I probably need like downtown or something. 
Okay, downtown. Um, the windows will be decorated. Okay. Um, I'll have art like at the little desk thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like these. It's called it's projector lights. Okay. And like you can, I guess, put your own art on there. Okay. Show from the walls and the ceilings. Okay. And then. Uh, that's good. That's good. A bunch of plants. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Many other plans. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yes, sir. What you see? Where, where we? Where we at, man? Take us where we at, bro. I don't even know where we at right now. Uh, I think I would want like a studio, but not like to make music. I'm very big on piano, and I feel like there are kids in the world that might want to grow in music, the music industry, so I would probably want to create my own studio. Okay, I'm, I'm in the front of your studio. I just walked in. Here you go. Oh, Jeremiah, that's nice, man. What I'm seeing right now. Okay. You're going to see a booth. A booth? Okay. I'm very big on making music, so it's just, it's got to be a booth. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's just a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You're going to see probably a drum set. Okay. Probably a piano. Probably a guitar, because I want a guitar. Uh, maybe, maybe a harp? I don't know. I think the that's harp is cool. That's, be, that's a good decorative piece. It's a pretty unique um, instrument. Yeah, yeah. So just a whole bunch of instruments. Might be like two bad things. That's cool. Like, you know, it's going to be a dark. I don't really like sunlight like that. So I feel you. Yeah, it's probably not going to be no windows. I feel you. Yeah. Ain't no wrong with that. Ain't no wrong with that. Anybody else want to go one more person? Okay, Lana, go ahead. Where I'm at, Lana. Tell me where I'm at. Tell me where I'm at right now. Training facility. Alright, training facility. I'm in the training facility. I'm about, about to get loose, about to get get right. What's going so on? Downstairs gonna be uh like for uh football training and upstairs gonna be basketball. Gotcha, that's cool. Then I'm gonna have a separate room for like weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like that. That's cool, man. Anybody else wanna go before we keep going? The good thing is God wants you. God God's not sitting there saying, I don't want you to have this. Like, that studio, that art studio, that workout facility, that veterinarian place, that's in you. Anytime you have that vivid of an imagination by something, God's like, yo, fam, we're going to do that. But in order for me to be on site, insight, insight how's insight going to help you get to your uh, music, stu- the, uh, yeah, your studio? Insight, insight going to get you on site to that studio. Because I gotta know how to financially. Oh, you gonna say finance. financially stable yeah. to maintain it? That's real. It's not. I'm not. I'm, I have zero intentions of like charging people or using instruments and stuff. That's right. So it'll probably be like a nonprofit. So nonprofit. I need insight on what I need to do to get money to be able to bless people or like. That's real. Like that. That's good. What about your uh, art studio? What insight you need right now to be on site in that studio? When to start? When to start? 
what people I should talk to about it and um, how, how much money I should invest. Yep, that's good. What about your veterinarian play? about you, Samaja? What insights you need right now to be you on that, that turf? You done took your shoes off. You just said, man, I got to let my toes feel this, bro. This, they just put this down yesterday. <laughs> what, you got, what kind of insight you got to have for that, for that, for that state-of-the-art studio, man? I mean, uh, training facility. It's all good. The best person to talk to, like you, we all have a lot to say about where we want. Do you know God has a lot to say to you about what you want to do and what he wants you to do. Like, like, like you think that you know what you want for that art studio. You think, and God's like, fam, if you just talk to me, it'll be bigger and better. You have, you'll save chatter. You don't even have to spend money on it like that. Like, insight. I have to practice hearing from him now because he's your business partner. That's like me making deals without calling my wife. That's like me saying, you know, oh, yeah, I come home. Guess what, babe? I done bought a horse. <laughs> we only got no stable. But man, I, I I got a horse. Or me coming home and making a dumb financial decision, like, hey, babe, I just bought us a, a, a new car, a hundred thousand dollar car, and she's like, but we had goals for this type of dream house. Like, I have to have a conversation with her because I'm in partnership with her. Like, like, as Christian, now the world can do it without God. The world can, the world gonna get our studios and they're gonna get all that stuff. But but what type of spirit is going to be on site, right? Like, the goal for us is to make havens for heaven, for heaven to come in. Like, like, like you say, you want a nonprofit. You want those kids to feel more than just your skills. You want people to feel like God's will for them. Like, you don't want people to come in your art studio. You don't just want them to just say, oh, that's great. You want them to be so mesmerized. They're asking you, how did you get this type of eye for this? Like, like you want, if you want to be... A veterinarian, God wants you to make you the best where you have your you have franchises or or you traveling and, and at conferences talking about snakes and, and and animals. Like you want to be able to say, you know, yeah, Tom Brady's son playing here, or or all these NFL players, and you and let's say what's better? Uh um playing in the league, of course you want to play in the league, but playing in the league and then having something beyond the league that people like, man, Ed Reed's kids here, you know. Uh, uh, Dion's kid, whatever it is, right? That's the insight. God gives you insight so that you can be on site, not just for you to be on site, so that you can allow him to be on site. And then when he's on site, man, success is inevitable. So what is he saying to you about it? God is sitting there like, man, I want to talk to you about that art studio. I want to talk to you about everything you want to do because you think you know what's best. But I have insight. God is actually standing in your uh, uh, training facility right now. God is on site right now. Y'all in ninth grade and every dream you done said, he's on site. The Bible says that he's omnipresent. The Bible alludes through certain scriptures that he's omnipresent. God is everywhere. Everywhere doesn't mean presently everywhere. He's everywhere. He's in your future right now. He's actually in your facility right now. He's in your art studio right now. He's in your veterinarian franchise. He's in your studio right now. Probably playing the keys. <laughs> Waiting on you to be on site. And he says, man, I can tell you everything. I can tell you that ain't the building to get. 
But God, but that building nice. That ain't the building to get. The, the foundation's messed up. Oh, but God, I want to be this building downtown. He said, no, this building downtown is the best one. Oh, God, I want to, this, my, my veterinarian, he's like, no, I'm trying to bring you closer to where there's an abundance. You thinking, hey, man, you want your workout facility here in Charlotte, but God said, man, go to Florida. See what I'm saying? So God says, hey, I want you to be so in tune with me so that you can actually see what I'm seeing right now on site. That's why I have to talk to him every day. God, what's on your heart for me, man? What you trying to say to me today? In order for me to hear from him, I got to make sure I'm, I'm, I'm removing all things that are against what I need to hear from him. Like, I got to make time to hear from him. I got to create space to hear from him. Like, like, I can't just always have everything on my ears. Like, I got to keep my ears clear just in case he wants to tell me something. So insight is important. What's another benefit of, of hearing from God besides insight? What are some of the things that you can benefit from taking the time to hear from him and knowing day to day what he has to say about you? Or when, if he wants to speak daily. I'm not saying God's going to talk every day. But you want to be open just in case he wants to talk every day. But he does talk every day in his word, though. But we'll talk about that in a minute. What's another thing besides insight that's a benefit from hearing from him? We'll do one more. This verse got some layers to it. I want to take some time to break it down. Warnings. That same thing as insight, huh? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's right. What's it? Huh? Comfort, yep. Expound that for me. How does hearing from God or making a habit of hearing from God bring comfort? You don't have to worry about it. Comforts. Like right now, I got a 12-year-old, not a kid, hold on. It's a 12-year-old prophecy. <laughs> that was like, dang. My nephew was like, dang, bro. Yeah, he in Texas right now. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I don't got no kids but one. <clears throat> what I'm saying is this. Man, what was I saying? 12 years ago, maybe 13 years ago, I might let y'all hear it, but this guy, I, I used to... This is how old I am, but not old, right? Back when I started my ministry, there was no YouTube. Hold on, there was YouTube, but it wasn't like this. There was no YouTube Live. There was no Facebook Live. There was no Instagram Live. So I just couldn't pop up on the people. Yo, it's lit in here. Hey, we got 40 people. That wasn't like that. So we, there was this thing called... Um, uh, you get on a phone uh, conferencing phone, phone conferencing, where you, you, you talk through the phone and people dial in and you just on the phone with them. You know what I'm saying? So I was on the phone. And I was doing a prayer call like every week and I'll speak at the end after we prayed. And this, this guy comes on uh, who's a, who was a, a prophet of a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, guy, friend of guy. He was on the call and he said, I got a word of the Lord for you. 22 minutes I recorded that whole thing. 22 minutes. And about 40% of the things have happened so far. The rest of them is supposed, supposed to take time probably in my life right now. I keep hearing that because it gives me comfort knowing that you're on the right path. Right? Like sometimes we just need comforting. We just need to say, God, God, for hear from God, like you good. Like, like you all right. I think deja vu was, y'all know, y'all have experienced deja vu moments before. I personally, this ain't biblical, this ain't spiritual, it's just my thought. I think it's a glitch, quote unquote, an intentional glitch to let you know that you're on the right path. 
I think it's one of those markers. Uh, don't, don't take that. Take this for a grain of salt. Take it if you want to take it. You can leave it if you want to leave. But sometimes you just need something to say, I might just be on the right path. And sometimes you just need to hear from God, <clears throat> not necessarily through that vein, you know, I'm just saying, but sometimes you need that, that sensing in your spirit that says, you good? You right where I need you. Or if I know he's credible or incredible, I know that even when I sin, even when I make a mistake, I know he's going to comfort me. Like, I guess when I was all the time, I know the day's coming where, you know, my, my daughter's going to do something that I ain't going to like. And like, like, I tell people there's two types of things with God. There's promotion. And there's position. Now, we're 14 years ahead right now. My daughter's 14. She gets in trouble at school or whatever. If she gets in trouble, no, she's, uh, she's 17. I mean, she's driving now. She's 17 years old. She's in trouble. But she wants to drive somewhere or she wants to go somewhere. If she's in trouble and I take the keys away from her, does that mean I don't love her? No. What would prove that I don't love her is if I don't feed her that night. That's crazy. If you get in trouble, your mom say, you ain't eating. You, your dad's like, you ain't eating. No, you, you did that at school. I ain't feeding you. Actually, go sleep on the front porch. So people think God is that type of God. If I make a mistake, that he won't give me steak and potatoes that night or he won't allow me to sleep in the house. That's, that's position. Like, I'm a child of God. There's nothing that I can do to make God be like, I ain't protecting you no more. I ain't going to look out for you. I ain't going to love you anymore. The Bible says nothing can separate from the love of God. Now, but if I make a mistake, it could hinder my promotion, though. Like, you still on punishment, but come out, come on down here and eat, man. <clears throat> See what I'm saying? <clears throat> so the thing about comforting is, even when I make a mistake, I know I'm positionally still his child. So no matter what I do, now it does matter because if you're sinning and you don't care and you're just like, God, I don't care if you see what I'm doing, I'm going to do what I want to do, then you're not in position. But if you say and you know for a fact that you love God and you hate your sin, you just don't know how to get up out of it. Don't fall into condemnation to make you feel like, oh, now God don't love me no more. Now God, that, that's not comforting. Comforting knows, hey, man, you good. Like, I know for a fact they say, uh, when, but they, 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 they already, you know, I'm already doing research about this. They say when a, when a kid falls for the first time, don't run and be like, you okay? It's going to cripple them. I should just be like, no, you okay? Because what's going to happen? If, if I'm not alarmed... You should be. I remember one time when we first, um, me and my wife first got married, had my townhouse. And, and you know, my wife, we got, we got married in October. So, you know, what's the holiday right after October? Uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so my wife is in a townhome before we got married and she's putting up Christmas trees. <laughs> she's putting up reefs. That's her house. That's about to be, right? So... And then when we first got married, she's, she's in the townhouse and she's settling. And then one day I come home and she's, you know, kind of upset and almost teary-eyed and said, we got a letter in the mail. I said, what's the letter in the mail? Because I don't be wanting to read that. And she was like, yeah, they said we have to either purchase this townhome or we have to leave within 28 days. I said, man, we ain't even 28 days to Christmas. <laughs> and we got to leave. And so I looked at her and said, I'm not worried. Now, what if I started panicking? I already know he goes before me to make my crooked path straight. 
already know because I don't I don't want to be where I don't want to be anywhere you don't want me to be. And so if I'm panicking because I'm not positioned, then everything connected to me panics as well. So I have to know what God is saying. I have to know, hey, man, because as a head of my household, I got to always be in a place of peace. Now, after I looked her in the eyes and said everything's going to be right, I got in that Dodge Durango and took a drive. <laughs> I said, I know you ain't bring me into this Red Sea, Lord. And I got this woman that just got married and we got to put the Christmas tree down. This woman loves Christmas, Lord. Don't ruin this woman's Christmas, Lord. <laughs> you ruined, I ain't going to have no Christmas. You don't have no Christmas. So I got in the car and I was like, God, I believe you got me. And comfort. Remember that time I was on 45? Suicidal and insecure, man. I was coming from Rock Hill, man, and I was on 45, and I was driving about 15 above the speed limit, and I was like, man, what's the point, man? And I was like, man, I ain't nobody checking up on me. I ain't going back to ORU. All my friends at ORU, the girl just left me and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, man, I'm about to flip this car, bro. I got off up on Ray Road. I know y'all probably heard this before. I got off Ray Road, got in the gas station, cried like a baby. Not because I was sad, because, but I felt my dad in heaven. Like, I felt God. Like, God was like, bro, Negro, you good? Bro, what? why are you tripping, bro? You good? And time proved everything was good. So what we need to make time to hear what he got to say, because he can save your life with what he says. By comforting us. Verse 24 says, uh, truly, truly, I say to you, truly, truly, we, it's strong emphasis. He's like, he's like, Sala, I'm trying to say to you. He's like, Brandon, I'm trying to say to you. He's like, so not, that's how deep he was. I say to you, <laughs> do you hear me? I say to you, whoever hears my word, whoever hears my word. Now I lost my verse. Uh, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. Why is eternal security essential to earthly success? I'll tell you. Oh, I didn't know if someone had. Okay, I'll tell you. Like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. My eternal security means that I don't got to worry about if I'm going to hell. Right now, Mr. Ezzy ain't going to hell. I know 100% I'm eternally secured. Hell is not on my mind. <laughs> it's not. Now I can actually succeed here because I don't have to worry about if I'm good there. Now imagine not knowing if you're good there. It's going to make you very kind of earthly ineffective. But eternal life says, hey, man, I'm assured that I have eternal life. I've heard the word of God. I've heard that he's the word of God in the flesh. I heard and I believe that God sent him for, for, the, for, the, for the erasing of my, my debt to him so that I can live a life not in debt to him, but, but through love for him. And now I'm in a position where my eternity is secured. Like eternal life, does eternal life start when you die? Mm, eternal life is now. Right now, I'm living my eternal life. How am I living my eternal life? Right now, everything I do right now, everything you do right now is echoing through eternity. 
Because when you step, uh, did my wife just call? Eternal life starts now. Like, everything that I'm doing right now is being calculated in eternity. Like, like the points count, the turnovers count, <laughs> the, the rebounds count, the assists count right now, the yardage count. You know what I'm saying? All that counts. Not for me to feel bad, but eternal life. Right now, I can live as, as, on, as in, on earth as it is in heaven. Right now, I'm supposed to be living the heaven life, the heavenly life, like the, the joy, carefree life, the loving life, the forgiving life, the, the, the less stress life. Like, eternal life starts now because I heard a word. I heard a word from the word in flesh that said, you know what? Hey, hey, if you believe in me and you believe in the one who sent me, you have eternal life. The Bible says he does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. What if the biggest transition you have, death to life doesn't happen when you die, right? What are some death things that we are involved or people are involved in right now? Just habits, Thought patterns, deathly things, decaying things that 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 we as a people or maybe y'all's generation uh, are going through. Depression. People are in depression because God hasn't really had a good impression on them. Like when you know God is good, man, it don't matter where you at. I've been to Nigeria, man. You you from Africa, James? So for, so for, where are you from again? Where? Same country. When I went to Nigeria, I seen more smiles on people in huts. And you think you think I'm not saying y'all's country. I'm just talking about mine. Like you go down West Boulevard, or you go down. Tucky Seed, not Tucky Seed, but you go down Sugar Creek or no matter what hood you go into, right? Hidden Valley. All those hoods. Mansions compared to some of these people that live over here, over there. But their smiles are so big because I think, you know, I think I know why they smile so big. They have nothing to really compare the situation to. And so it don't matter where you are. Depression is non-existent. When God has had a good impression on you. Like, yeah, I'm going to get through this. What's another deaf thing that people um, are involved in that's destroying their lives? Wrong intentions. Expound that for me. Um, you can, you can have the dream life with the wrong intentions. Like, bro, you can't mess with business, man. You can't mess with the taxes. You can't mess with certain things. <laughs> you got to have insight on how to how to manage on-site, man. So, because you have the wrong intentions, you know what I'm saying? You can put yourself in situations. Like that one guy, it, was, it went viral. This guy goes into this pizzeria with a, with a, with a gun. And he's, he's telling everybody put uh, all their money on the table. So everybody's putting all their money on the table. But there was uh, someone else with a gun in the place. So the guy passes the guy and points the gun, and when he walks by the guy, the guy shoots him nine times. Boom, 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 boom. The guy checks the guy and saw that the gun was fake. You died with a fake gun. You had wrong intentions. Now, 
If you're going through something desperately like that, the way you that poor, you that broke, you that desperate, that you go and try to rob a pizzeria, go get a job at a pizzeria. Work there at the same pizzeria you're about to rob. Get a job. He will still be living today, but he had the wrong intentions. He didn't hear the word. He didn't hear what God is. Do you know uh, God warns everybody? And I gave y'all this, this before. God has to warn everybody. Why? Because if he doesn't warn everybody, there's a little caveat or a little fine print or there's a little angle that the person can say, I'm going to bring my lawyer up. Because God, you didn't warn me about that. He has to warn you about everything because he's the judge. Everybody, that guy stood before God and God said, fam, when you was half a block up, I told you not to do it. But you didn't hear what I had to say. I told you uh, 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 that's not a good idea, but you didn't want to listen to me. So he can't stand before God and be like, God, God's going God's to show him the millisecond moment where he heard, sensed, felt God saved, trying to save his life. Do you know you're one mistake away from dying? Like, like, like I have to be very delicate with my daughter because she has a soft spot. Like, I can't just, I, I got to be careful. She's still fragile. One, one slip up, boom, boom, and we, you see what I'm saying? I have to be careful, cautious, because it's delicate. Like, 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 like uh, who has a baby, baby sister, baby brother? You got to be delicate with them, right? Because first off, you don't want to hurt baby boy, baby girl. You don't want you to hear your mama's mouth either. But you walking down the steps, careful, you... You're very cautious when they're newborns, right? So you got to be cautious like you're a newborn. You got to take very care of your life. You got to be like, yo, no, I, I'm going to listen to God. I don't know how many times God saved my life. Do you know all of us probably should have been dead a long time ago? But some way, somehow he saved us. And some of us don't even know what he saved us from. Some of y'all should have been kidnapped. Some of y'all should have been molested. If you have, we'll, we'll help you with that. Some of y'all have been in situations where you could have been dead, car accidents, situations where you should have been dead and gone, and we're looking at your pamphlet, and we, oh, we didn't even know you existed. But God, some way through his grace and mercy, somebody heard something. <laughs> Hearing is half of it. Hearing is cool, but adhering is better. Look, someone look up definition of adhering. A D and hearing. Adhering. What does adhering mean? It means to stick fast to a surface or substance. Say one more time. Uh, to hold fast. I'm good. Give me, give me two definitions. Yeah. There we go. To believe and follow. I can hear, but I gotta add here. I gotta add something to my hearing. If I'm gonna adhere to something. That means I'm adding to the hearing. I'm adding my actions to what I heard. I'm adding my obedience to what I heard. I'm adhering to what I'm hearing. And if you make that a habit in your life right now, man, you will find yourself on site from the insight through God's might. But if not, man, I like to stay. I, I know grace and mercy follows me. I know they with me, bro. But I don't, I don't necessarily want mercy to have to come and save me all the time. I want to be so in unison with God, walking with God. His grace is supplementing sufficiency for my, for my race in life. But mercy is like I'm bumping up against it. 
And God got to send a Michael, Gabriel, whatever angels like, bro, bro, tell this dude to chill out. <laughs> bro, he don't even know that he's this close from death. Truly, truly, I say to you, what is he saying to you today? With strong emphasis, whoever hears my word and believes the heavenly father who sent me has eternal life. That's one that's one caveat that I one day you heard a preacher say something about the man, Jesus. He raised your hand. You walked down the aisle. There was a supernatural conversion happening in your soul. Boom. Eternal life. Yeah, but if you want earthly life, earthly successful life. You got to be in position to hear what the word of God has to say to you, because a lot of people had great goals, great dreams. They, they, they want to be on site of some situation or place, but they didn't have the insight. Or they lost sight. Some of us just losing sight, man. I, I won't be successful. Nobody in my family is successful. You losing sight. God don't care how. How, how many losers in your family? How many losers in my family? God don't really care about how many. He said, I'm trying to give you, where my word at? Insight. He says, he does not come into judgment. See, I, I don't have to worry about being judged on locale. When I die 40, 50 years from now, I don't have to worry about, uh, so God, am I going to heaven or hell? I don't got to worry about that. No, I don't have to worry about that judgment. The only thing going to be judged for me is my works. But has passed from death to life. Have you passed from death to life eternally? And are you on a death path earthly that's causing you not to live the life at your art studio, your recording studio, your training facility, your veterinarian franchise? Any questions? Everybody's good? Any questions? Everybody's straight? All right, good. <clears throat>